Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, and welcome to another episode. Today we are going to continue on with a supernatural topic of gifts of the Spirit. And in the last several episodes, we've talked about different gifts of the Holy Spirit from 1 Corinthians 12. Those were the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of faith, gift of healing, and gift of working of miracles. So if you want to go back and listen to those, those are on the last few episodes. We also talked about how it's the Holy Spirit who provides all the gifts, and those are given to all believers because when we believe in Jesus, he comes to live in us. And so those gifts are available to every believer as the Holy Spirit wills to accomplish his purposes and to help with the body of Christ. And when we're a good steward of those gifts, when we steward them well, he can increase those giftings and he can even give us more. And so we've been learning about that, different ways to use them to help others, how to use them responsibly with maturity, etc. And so those again, those were the gifts from 1 Corinthians 12. But there are other spiritual gifts listed in different places in the Bible as well. And so we're going to continue on talking about some of the ones from Romans 12, 6 through 8. Some of those gifts of the Holy Spirit, those are going to be what we're going to talk about today. And again, we're talking about the real deal, God-given spiritual gifts first. So when we get to the counterfeit gifts, the one the devil uses, you will have a grid to compare to. So um, Romans 12 verses 6 through 8 says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So with spiritual gifts, there's a grace to do something that you otherwise couldn't do on your own or to carry out tasks that are associated with that gift. So there's there's a grace that comes with that gifting. Um, we're going to talk about the gift of administration first. And this is where you are able to organize um, tasks and people to accomplish tasks or to accomplish an objective. So the people with the gift of administration, they're really take charge people who can jump in and start giving orders when there's no clear leader or no clear person in charge. And they'll put a plan to paper and they'll start get delegating responsibility and say, okay, we're going to do cookies today. We're making cookies today. Um, you crack the eggs and put the eggs in. You melt the butter and put the butter in. Um, you do the stirring. You put the cookies on the pan and put them in the oven. So that's the gift of administration. It's, it's very task oriented. And then we have the gift of leadership. And that is where you have a divine strength or ability to influence people while also directing and focusing them on the big picture. It's similar to the gift of administration, but with more care for other people. So this is kind of where it connects to the gift of the pastor or the shepherd. And so that's what kind of differentiates it from the gift of administration is that it is, it's more people oriented than task oriented. So it's more about caring for the people that they are in charge of and leading. And then we have the gift of serving. That is where you're able to do task and working for the overall good of the body of Christ. And so the people with the gift of service, they just want to fill in and fill the gaps and do whatever needs to be done. And so they'll do things like filing or making copies or practical tasks like painting the walls, 
um, picking up trash, putting out the hymnals or putting out the offering envelopes, um, cleaning, that kind of thing. They'll just jump in and serve wherever they're needed. Then we have the gift of helps, which is similar to the gift of serving, but it's for tasks that help contribute to doing God's work. So it's helping other people. It's really helping and assisting other people who maybe have a more prominent role in ministry and it's helping them to, to be a supportive role so they can carry, they can do the task that they are um, tasked with. So people with this gift, they usually do it joyfully. They take the responsibility off of other people's shoulders and they really want to contribute to doing God's work. So it's helped. It's an assistant type of help for people who are doing God's work. Then we have the gift of intercession. So that is the um, ability or strength to stand in the gap in prayer for someone or for something, for a city, and often with profound results. So you're able to pray with confidence and power to intervene on behalf of an individual or group or a city. You pray in response to a leading from God. And the usually the first thing that you do when you think about a problem is you think about praying. We pray. Let's go to prayer. And um, sometimes the words that come out of your mouth are information that you didn't know that you knew, um, stuff that God gives you as a revelation. And you're sure when you pray that your prayer is going to be answered. And if you have the gift of intercession, prayers are usually answered very, very quickly, most of the time. Then we have the gift of mercy. So that is the divine ability or strength to feel empathy and care for those who are hurting. And so they have a, they have a drive to help people with, with their um, emotional and spiritual needs. So they can really sense when people are hurt and they are, they have the ability to respond with understanding, with empathy, with love, with understanding. They're gentle and kind, and they are usually drawn to people who are hurting and, and they have a desire to help those people. Then we have the gift of teaching. So again, with the gift of teaching, you can, like we talked about the gift of prophecy, you can have the gift of prophecy and not be a prophet. You can have the gift of teaching and not be a teacher. So we we've talked about just very briefly about how the, these gifts that we're talking about right now are gifts from the Holy Spirit and that any believer can have those as the Holy Spirit wills versus we've got the fivefold ministry and the people in those offices of the fivefold ministry of um, teacher, pastor, evangelist, prophet, and apostle. Those are a gift to the body from Jesus. So those are differentiated from the gifts of Jesus versus gifts of the Holy Spirit. People who are in that office are usually called a full-time ministry. And we are just talking about the gift of teaching, which any believer can have as the Holy Spirit wills. And so that is an ability to, to study and learn and then to teach others and bring understanding to others. And they present truth in a very logical and systematic way. They love to validate the truth by intensive research. So they'll, they'll hear something and they'll want to know if that's true or not before they teach on it. And so they'll go look it up and study to make sure that that's true. And they're able to really effectively communicate the truths of the Bible to other people. So they'll lead people to understanding of biblical truths. They urge them to obey it. And they are really able to, they have this grace to make clear the truth of God's word with accuracy and simplicity. So they, they keep it simple so students can understand it and they also keep it practical and they'll give practical examples usually from the Bible to, to go along with that. And that is designed to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. 
Then we have the gift of exhortation or encouragement, and that is where they are able to strengthen, comfort, or urge others to action. And they have a desire to teach people how to solve problems and how to make necessary changes to be a more mature Christian. So a lot of the, the things that they do, it's motivating others to action by urging them um, to pursue a better course of conduct, to find out what the Bible says and how to apply that to everyday life. And so they may give steps to people and they may say, do this, this, and this, and that will help you. And then come back and then we can talk about this, this, and this. And it's, it's very systematic. They'll give steps and processes for how to better themselves and how to grow and mature spiritually. And then we have the gift of giving. And that gift is where you usually have, you have a desire to, to give things to people, give money to people. But along with that comes a gift to usually be able to make more money, to make your money stretch longer, to be more frugal. But they usually give their material gain for the work of God. They contribute their material resources. They usually go way above and beyond just the 10% tithe. And so they just love to share with others from the overflow of their blessings to, um, to help the kingdom. And then we have the gift of hospitality. And that is where people, um, they'll, they'll be able to greet new people and give a warm welcome. They'll open their home to people and it's always a warm welcome when they invite people into their home. You know, they're always making sure, are you okay? Do you need a drink? Can I warm up your coffee? Do you know where the bathrooms are? Like they're very warm and hospitable. And then they love to have people over and they love to plan events, but they also just like being around people and, and welcoming them. Then we have the gift of evangelism. And again, with this one, you can have the gift of evangelism, but not be called to the office of an evangelist. But that is where you have this, um, this grace and this ability to reach lost people with the gospel and to bring other people to Jesus Christ. And so they're really burdened in their hearts for lost people. They go out of their way to share the truth with them. And they encourage people, again, to accept Jesus. And this person is usually really outgoing and personable. They really are able to like draw people in and convince people that they need Jesus and why they need him. And then we have the gift of craftsmanship. And that is an ability to, to plan, build, or work with your hands, especially in constructive environments, to accomplish, to accomplish different things. And so they're able to work with different materials like wood, paint, metal, glass, plumbing, um, that sort of thing. They can make things to increase the effectiveness of others' ministries. So maybe you have to move your location to a different area of your building and there is no stage or platform in that area. So they'll quickly construct a platform or they'll quickly construct um, an area for to be a sound booth, you know, a temporary sound booth. So they like to build things like that. And they're, they're usually skilled and know how to use different kinds of um, tools. So we have an example of that in Exodus 31, verses 1 through 11, where the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezael, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed, I have no idea how to pronounce these 
Aholiab, son of Ashamach, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant Law with the atonement cover on it, and all the other furnishings of the tent, the table and its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, and also the woven garments, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priest, and the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place. They are to make them just as I commanded you. So we see that God gave people skills to craft certain things, and he still does that today. So hopefully you've learned some things about yourself and what God has called you to do because the gifts that he's given you work in conjunction with what he's called you to do. And I, again, we'll post the, the link to the spiritual giftings test that's online. So you can go take that if you haven't done that yet. It's a pretty short little test and it will show you the things that you're strong in and what spiritual gifts that you might have. And I will post this link on my Facebook page and you can qu um, post questions in the, in the comments and I will try to answer those on one of the upcoming episodes. All right, thanks, see you later. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.